Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So in today's episode, we've got something special for you. We have a Q&A panel that I was a part of at Command Fest Philly live and it was with not only just me, but it was with uh, Nat, aka Giraffe Nat, and then Shanna Ball and uh, a girl named Rond, aka Ron. And so I will preface ahead of time that the audio, I did my best to try to clean up the audio. It's not perfect. Um, you're still going to hear a lot of background noise. Um, you're also going to hear some other stuff as well, too. I did my best to try to clean it up and amplify the people asking the questions, but you may not always hear them. And I do apologize for that, but we did our best to try to reiterate the question they asked us whenever someone did ask a question in the audience. So I hope you really enjoy it, but before we get into it, uh, let me just give a shout out to my sponsors, uh, Cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, trade, and sell your magic singles or sealed product, and Altersleeves.com, if you want to bling out your EDH decks, use promo code MAGICWITHZUBI on checkout. And, you know, those really help and support the show, and, you know, any little bit helps. And yeah, that should about do it. So here is that live Q&A panel. You want to put it, we're, we're just going to video it hmm? instead of doing it live. Oh, we'll start over real quick. How's that? We're going to start over real quick just to... From the top? Yeah, that looks good. Is it running? Did you already start it? Yeah, yeah. I'm already recording. Hey everybody, welcome to Command Fest Day 3 of Philly. Take two. Take two. Take two. We, we did, this is our first take, not our second take. Um, we are doing the third Q&A panel, and I have some amazing, lovely ladies with me. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves real quick. We'll start with my left. Hello, for the first time. <laughs> um, I'm a girl named Ron. Everywhere that usernames exist. Um, my link tree is probably the easiest. Link tree slash a girl named Ron. Um, you can call me Ron. I've been playing Magic for just over a year. I started at Strixhaven. I learned how to play Commander on the Orzov deck, swapping out Felisa in instead of Brina as the Commander. Um, I have a super affinity for white ever since. I just love, love white. It's my most played color. I'm on my fourth mono white build. Um, I hate green, fun fact. My least favorite color and my least played color. Um, red is second least. Um, I know, I know, I'm Thank wild. You the red hair. I'm wild. Um, yeah, and I've, I've been guest streaming uh, since I actually didn't even know what Discord or Twitch was uh, until January of this year. So uh, I've been guest streaming since January, February, and um, I just started my own Twitch last month. I was a chronic guest streamer, and um, people started tagging me and like, who's your favorite content creator? Um, posts and I'm like I don't create content and they're like do it do it and I'm like fine okay so here I am we're having a great time okay, this time I am paying attention I am paying attention uh, my name is Zuby I do a podcast called Magic with Zuby where I interview various content creators and pro players uh, just really diving into who they are as people and we'll talk a little bit about magic but we'll veer off into random subjects as usual 
and then I also do a, another podcast called Magic for Normies with the amazing Pixie Kitten Plays, who is a magic content creator, and we're now starting to get into some D&D content. Uh, we, do a, we produce a show called D&D for Normies, which is about halfway through its run, and then I'm gonna, once that's over, I'm gonna start streaming EDH more, and that's about it for me. Um, I'm Nat, Giraffe Nat, on all the socials and things, and Twitch, and I stream uh, weekly EDH games, and I crack open some boxes of things, and um, yeah, occasionally I'll open random things too, like Pokemon, um, but I mean, this is, this Pokemon's is cool. yeah, Pokemon's cool, I, I, I like the yeah. Game. Yeah. Oh. Um, and yeah, that's uh, me. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Um I have a weekly stream called Wooberg and Fries, where we sling some EDH and we talk about food. Two things we all love to our dear heart. Um, I've only been playing Magic since 2019, so I feel also pretty new to um, this whole card game, and we're on a wild ride, and I've been having a fun time. <laughs> Any questions? Now that we've all introduced yourselves? Yeah. Who has a question? Anybody? If you had to remove, if you could add a card to the ban list and remove a card from the ban list, which card would you remove and why? Um, I mean, I would probably unban Golos. He didn't deserve to get banned. We all love him. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, and what would I add? I mean, everyone says Sol Ring, so I'm just going to go with Sol Ring. She has to look up the band. <laughs> I'm looking up the I, band I have to list. Do the same thing. No, I texted somebody yesterday at party. Let me do that last night. Um, that is yeah, modern. Commander. Oh, easy, Lutri. Justice for otters. <laughs> what, what would you add? What would I add? I mean, you said the card I would add yesterday, or on. Friday. What did I say? You said Yuriko. I would have yes, Yuriko. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. It's nonsense. It is. Jitsu is nonsense. Alright, so what I would add to the ban list, um, yeah, I can say same stuff, Yuriko, like I said on Friday. What would I unban? If I wanted to make some chaos in the world, I'd unban Tolarian Academy. But I'm also with Shannibal, it's what I would honestly unban would be Lutri. Um, or no, no, what you said now. Sorry, <laughs> the same sorry. Person. I'm my, yes, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> my memory is so shot after this weekend. Um, but yeah, justice for Lutri. They did not deserve to get banned. And I'll stick by that. Okay, I've got two answers for this. I've got two that I'd unban and two that I would ban. And they both come with a story. So, um... I'll start with the unban. First of all, braids, because that psycho needs to see the light of day some more. Like, I just freaking love that card. Just, yeah. Yes, hell yes, braids. Sorry, can I not do that? Are there kids here? 
Yes, braids. Um, the second one is um, Hall Reacher because uh, my first deck that I ever built, um, like on my own, was a mono blue sea creatures deck. And I was convinced by my LGS that I should buy singles for it. And I bought Hall Breacher days before it was banned. And I never got to use it. And then I ended up pulling like two more just to fucking spite me. So um, I will, yeah, I just, I wish that it would get unbanned so bad. But um, two cards that I would ban, the first one, because I played against it yesterday, and the mono green hatred is deep. So uh, Forgotten Ancient is one. And um, I just, it was no fun. And the second one is Dockside. Because I play, uh, my pet deck now is a colorless all artifact deck. And Dockside loves that deck. And I don't love Dockside. So that's my answer. Great question, thank you. The trauma is deep. Okay, so Nat and Ron, you get this question, but Zuby and Shannon, you get a different question. Sure. Okay. So for you two first, what commander is the bane of your existence and why? Um, the commander that's the bane of my existence, I'll start just because the mic's already in my hand. <laughs> so um, the bane of my existence is probably Latheral. Um, it was gifted to me when I was learning Commander, and I only played it like once, and I was like, "This is this sucks." Which is like, I understand why they were, why they gifted it to me because I love you know mythical creatures, I love Lord of the Rings, I love elves, I love forests, and you know pretty things and whatever. And I, it was like right up my alley, but um, just I found it really hard to keep track of as as a new player and learning on it. And then when I got the Orzhov deck, um, the Strixhaven Orzhov deck, I played against another person learning playing the lateral deck and it still fucking sucked so I just like absolutely hated it from day one hated playing it hated playing against it and every time I see elves I'm like Ugh, elves and I think that's where my green hatred started so it's probably lateral I know that there are worse commanders out there but for me personally oh, like personal. lateral deep in my soul is like not fun Ryan's still Yuriko I can't. I can't. I, I, I will play games against Yuriko. I just, internally, I am like dying inside. So, yeah. And then the question for Zuby and Shannibal, what is your favorite token type, like subtype? What is my favorite token subtype? Yeah. Um, Ron's probably gonna hate this answer. It's elves. I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's elves. Because elves was my first modern deck and I'm my first here. legacy deck. And I still have a very soft spot for elves in my heart. So when you said Lathril, I'm like, I'm dying inside. But I totally get it. Lathril for a new player is a bit daunting. It gets hard, but I will forgive you for that. Shannibal, switch seats with me. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to deck up? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so, all right. So, a more nostalgic answer would be Rhinos, because my first pre-con was Giren. Um, and he holds a special place in my heart, but um, I actually switched him around with Atla, so now my favorite tokens are my little eggies. 
So mine are inkling still. <laughs> so my little eggies. Um, anybody have a next question? All right. Well. Uh, yeah. If you could get your favorite card redone by another magic artist, what card would it be, and what artist would you choose? I, I, I know my answer too, but I just don't. Okay, let me take a look. Oh, okay, I, I know that. Okay, I'm gonna pick all of the magic cards, <laughs> and I'm gonna pick Dominic Meyer because um, I'm obsessed with Dominic Meyer's art. Um, he actually streams on Twitch doing his art. If you guys ever um, want to watch, um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm obsessed. I would just like I need ten thousand secret layers. So. So my favorite card being Snapcaster Mage. I'd love to see a Nils Hom version of Snapcaster Mage. Because I love Glimmerbard, or Bear, or however you say it, and I love his art. Okay, um, this is a hard question because I've been finding out more and more about magic artists recently. And the artists that I tend to favor currently are the female artists like Magali um, but I feel like she especially makes really good people um, and the card that I would want redone is my pet deck Traxos so um, since it's not a person it's a cutie robot dino um, I would pick RK post because he is all he makes my favorite products and he has like the right amount of like fantasy and creepy which I feel would like really lend itself to a Traxos card so that would be my answer. So um, I would definitely like to see um, Lutri done by Andrea Radic. Uh, she did the cat dino tokens um, and that like one secret layer. So that would be cool to see because I just think that she adds like a cute cutiness to like certain creatures. And then I would like to see some more lands from like Johannes Voss. Um, he's my favorite magic artist and he just adds so much color um, to his art. Like he did Prismari Command, the Blood Artist, and then like all the shrines from Kamigawa. Um, so I would definitely love to see any art from him. Um, so yeah. Uh, next question. Okay. We've, we've been talking a lot this weekend about um, pre-game conversations and turn zero rules and stuff. and. Um, at what point do you cross the border from a casual deck into too competitive for casual play? Like you're, you maybe you're not to the level of a CDH deck yet, but you're definitely on the high end of the power level of casual. And at, at what point do you say that that deck's too strong to play in a casual format? Um, I would kind of draw the line as in: Are you running multiple tutors? Do you have multiple win cons? Do you have any infinite combos? Do you have fast mana? Those are kind of like the checklists that you should probably go off of to really, um, I guess, counteract to be, I guess, more higher than casual if you have any of uh, that criteria, I think. Yeah, definitely fast mana, infinite combos, tutors, and then kind of taking a look to see how often you're winning on what turns. I know it's kind of tricky to keep track of turns, but if you can kind of get a sense of when your deck is really 
like taking over the game. Um, that'll help a lot because then you can be like, well, this deck usually does this around this turn. Um, so that gives people a better idea because they can compare that to how their deck works as well. So two really good answers. Um, the only thing I would probably include with that is looking at a lot of the powerful staples, like go to EDH Rec and look at a lot of the common staples and are your decks running those? Like Smothering Tithes is a good example, Ristic Study, Dockside, and if you're using those, those e even though your intention may be casual, it's depending on the table that you're playing at, it may be a little bit too strong. So it's really trying to go in with the idea of how you want to build this deck, what's your intention with it, and try to go from there. But everything else you two said, great, great answers. Um, I agree with everyone's answer. It's always hard to go last with a question like this, but um, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I include this in a rule zero conversation. This is not something that I ever ask or talk about, but it's something that I don't enjoy in a casual game, and that's like constant or excessive removal. If I feel like I'm playing against a deck that is just playing solitaire and I'm not actually playing the game, then I just don't find that enjoyable. And it's like that. That doesn't really have anything to do whether or not it's casual or too high power, but it just doesn't make the game enjoyable to play when you're just sitting there watching somebody else play and it's just you sitting there and it's like, okay, well, that, that to me, when it's not enjoyable, it's not casual. Right. So to me, it's kind of like, is it fun? Is this going to be a fun game? Are we going to have a good time? Or is, am I just going to sit here watching you do shenanigans for an hour? Because like... That's boring, <laughs> you know? 100%. So that's that's just my add-on. Good question. You're doing great, Steve. You're doing great, honey. <laughs> All right, what's a color identity that you want to know you just have a color right now? Probably green, because I hate green. Um, I have one deck with green in it. It's Lathiel the Unicorn. It's green-white, um, and it's primarily white. So a bulk of the colors in it, it's probably like 60% white. Um, but I'm trying to like dip my toe in green. Um, so green's probably the the next deck that I'm gonna build that I'm like dreading building because I just don't have the card knowledge because I've avoided it for so long. Yeah, I want to build bears. I'm I'm probably gonna build Aula, um, but. I haven't I haven't settled on it yet. There, I have a couple ideas. I, well, see, every I wanted to build Wilson because I like Keyboard Soup and I like Voltron, but everybody's building Wilson and I find that so freaking boring. When there's 50,000 people with the same freaking deck, there's so many amazing, there, I can't tell you how many legendaries there are in Baldur's Gate and there's so many really good ones. I drafted Baldur's Gate several times and I made builds that I would, never thought I would ever make. And there are so many amazing, great other options for commanders in this set. And like bajillions of people are building Wilson and I'm like snooze fest, so. You know, I kind of lost my zest for Wilson because everybody's, it's too hype right now, so. Um, but, but something, I'll, I'll build green soon. Green is my answer. For me, I think it would be Abzan. Um, I did have a Cathrol deck because I really enjoyed it, but it turned out to be a pain in the butt to keep track of with all the lifelink, indestructible counters and all that. I mean, it, it's, I feel like there's, for me personally, there's just not a lot of fun options in Abzan. And going based on what Shannabal said earlier about rhinos, we need a siege rhino commander. Let's bring back siege rhino. 
I just pulled a seed rhino. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can give it to you if you want to build. Um, I would probably say, is it only for the fact that I was literally in the process of building a Lutri deck when it got banned? Um, so that was kind of like a kind of stab in the gut where I was like, well, I could build a different deck, but I was so set on it, and now I'm like, ugh. So, probably is it or red? I don't play red at all. So, um, yeah. Nah, you remind me of that, that girl in Pitch Perfect that's like, I ate my twin in the womb. <laughs> I ate my like, twin in the womb. I just pulled it off. <laughs> so, the, uh, the color that I haven't really um, consistently played with has been um, Is It and Mono Black, uh, specifically. Um, if I were to build a Mono Black deck, I would either do like Gorex or um, Face the Untouchable. Because uh, th those are just play styles that I just... Because <laughs> yeah. I just haven't really touched that uh, play style of magic at all. And like, so I played Will's Is It deck, which is, um, yeah, which is um, Zafai, Zafai. And it's very, it's very big brain plays. And I just, I don't play that way in magic at all. I'm just like, big stomp, smash, you know? Um, so it's definitely a, a, a different method of playing and to, I guess, try to dip my toes into that, I would love to do, eventually. Uh, next question. Oh, I've got my yeah. okay. Uh, so much fun to lose to? Oh. Um, I enjoy losing to Bobby Christine. Uh, oh, she, <laughs> like, she makes the best deck. <laughs> so, uh, like, all her decks are power, uh, powerhouses, and so I'm just like, you smash my face? Thank you. You she's know? So kind <laughs> yeah, she's so kind about it too. So she's I'm just so like, nice when she's stabbing you. Right, exactly. So, like, um, I love you. Uh, I love you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't mind losing to her, which is fine. Um, but, like, if I play a game where I see a, de a deck performing well and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I accept that defeat. <laughs> and, like, that is, like, kind of enjoyable. Um, I, I don't really know, like, a specific commander that's enjoyable losing, but I think, like, in a game all together, it's like, oh, your deck did a really cool thing? Yeah, I'll lose to that. That was cool. I like losing to commander decks that I haven't played against before because I feel like, like with Ron, well, Ron said that everybody's building almost the same decks every time a new set comes out. So it's really nice to play unique decks. Like, okay, so Ron, I gotta brag about Ron for a second. She has a queen deck that I love playing against. It's group hug, but like, it went through all win cons, which I think is like so cool. It's such a unique idea. So like props on that. Uh, but yeah, it gets boring losing to the same commanders all the time. So 
anytime I see something unique, I'm like, yes, kill me, yes, I love this. <laughs> so my favorite commander that I love losing to is my good friend Futai, whose also name is Matt. Um, he plays a Sir Kara Storm deck, Mono Red Storm, and it is the most fun way when he goes off and dies because it's not your typical kind of Storm Grixis deck or anything. And it's just so much fun when he goes off because he, he won't go off on like turn three or four. It'll be like, you know, seven, eight, nine or something. It's more of a casual storm, if that's a thing. <laughs> but but it, it's so much fun when he goes off, though. Not elves. Uh... <laughs> okay, um, I have two answers. One is dinos. Um, I was surprised to really enjoy playing against a dino deck, and I was like, that was pretty cool. And I kind of like almost wanted one, and I was like, who am I? I don't like green. Um, but yeah, I, I liked dinos, and I'm sorry, Nat, but Yuriko, I've enjoyed getting pummeled by Yuriko. Like, it just, it's fast, so like, I don't even see it coming. It's just, it's not a slow, painful death. I'm like, if you're gonna kill me, just freaking murder me. Like, Yuriko is, is a good deck to lose to. I'm like, cool, you did the thing, you got there. Good for you. Sorry, Nat. It's okay. <laughs> I think you just need to play Yuriko, no, and then, no. like, then you'll feel better about no. it. <laughs> just um, Even I'm question. not that degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> and I play Grand Arbiter, and I'm not that degenerate. <laughs> I don't know. I, told I'm degenerate because I play Toxroll and Skithrix. Skithrix is okay, but Toxroll, that's right. But that's why I built a group hog deck, because, um... <laughs> you felt bad? No, I didn't. I'm evil, but one of my friends, um, was like, all your decks are mean. And I was like, no, they're not. They're, like, moderate at best. They're kind of cute. No, but and, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Just for you, I'm going to build a group hug deck. So I was like, I want it to be, like, the group huggiest group hug. I don't attack with it. I only win by alt win con. There's, like, 12 or 13 alt win cons in it. I don't tutor for them. If, it, if they come up, they come up. If they get countered, oh, well, F my life. But, like, it, it works really well. I've won with it, surprisingly, but it spends the whole game dealing fun times to the table, and everybody loves to play against it, and I feel really stress-free when I play it. So I was like, wow, this is wild. I never thought this would actually be like a deck that I'd enjoy. I just built it for the lulls because everybody kept saying that my decks were mean, and so it's, it's one of my favorite decks to play right now. So, <laughs> thank you. What's that? Oh yeah, Triska Decker Files in it. It's a blue-white, so yeah. Every possible blue-white alt-win con is in there. Made the best Philadelphia players. I have a special announcement for those of you that are Special announcement? Sealed. We are going to raise the cap on the mystery sealed event that's about to start in 15 minutes. Wow, 15 minutes, everybody! I'm down there in 15 minutes. So if you wanted to get into that mystery sealed event, We've raised the cap on Melee, or you can register here up at the registration desk. So the mystery sealed cap has been raised. Feel free to get registered now at the desk or on Melee. Thank you very much for coming to Manifest Philadelphia. Okay. All right, he had a question back there. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, um, so what, what would we improve on in our content creation and in gameplay? Um, I, in, I'm gonna start with gameplay. In gameplay, I haven't built anything that um, makes a lot of things or um, pops off in, in a way that the board stays like super busy or makes, you know, a lot of like chain reaction type things. So I'm interested in kind of building something like that because that's not something I've done before. Um, and I feel like that will help me understand how to beat decks like that as well. So, um, and I played against a lot of decks like that, but I personally don't have any. So if I build one, then I'll understand the mechanics a little more. Um, so that's something I'm looking into. Um, I actually, I don't have anything CEDH, so I want to venture into CEDH and build at least one deck and kind of see what the more competitive, faster paced um, world is like. A lot of my stuff is like mid or mid high. Um, and what I would improve in my content creation, I'm very, very new. So I don't have like super professional high quality stuff. I want to improve on my quality. I want to maybe um, learn to edit things so that I can post videos to other platforms that um, benefit from like shorter videos, truncated things like YouTube and you know TikToks and stuff like that. Um, I think that would improve my reach and improve my success overall, but that's just, I'm very new, so it's just not something I've delved into yet, but I think um, is where I'm going next. So I'll start off with the gameplay one first. The one thing that I know I want to improve on better is actually knowing the card pool, especially the past couple years. I I sort, because I used to keep up with every single set, know like almost every single card, but like the past two to three years with just the amount of cards coming out, I. I just can't keep up with it anymore and I just get so lost and there's so many times and I've been playing Magic since Urza Saga that now I have so fast now. It's, it's so fast that I have to be like what does that do what does that do what does that do and I feel bad because especially over spell table there's a lot of times you just have to stop the game stop the stream and figure out what's going on here. Um, as far as content goes, I've been doing my podcast for over six years. The one thing I wish I could improve upon it now would just be more time. Um, I have a full-time career, a family, and doing this podcasting is, I'm, I'm a one-man show. I have, I'm, I'm the editor, marketer, you know, do everything, and I wish I had more time, but there are some times where I have to rush out content because I just don't have enough time to do it. Um, that'd be the one thing. I mean, shit, I wish I could hire a social media marketing person <laughs> um, for it because it's like, it, it just takes up so much time to be able to do that stuff. I'm semi-retired. <laughs> um, for gameplay-wise, uh, I have... I have ADHD, so I miss triggers a lot, and I'll miss things on the board that I should see and should know about. That happens pretty often with me. Um, I'm, I try, I'm trying to focus more, but I mean, I can only do so much. Um, and then, yeah, it is tough. Um, and as far as content creation, um, I really wanna diversify more and do more written content as well. Um, I've started a little bit. I um, just want to try to like find different avenues where I can be creative because most of my content uh, is around gameplay right now. So I feel like I have a lot of interesting things to say too. So um, diversifying my content, I think, is what I want to improve and work on. 
Um, so for gameplay, I definitely just want to try different color combinations or different energies or play styles. That is not my typical muse because I think overall I would just become a better magic player. Um, and then in content, um, I think I definitely also want to diversify. I want to dip more into TikTok and um, also YouTube because um, I only primarily stream on Twitch right now, so I would love to diversify and also just having time and forcing myself to sit down and actually do the thing instead of just not. Uh, anybody have a question? Anybody else? Yeah. You, sir? When you, when you decide on a commander to build, where do you start your build from? Okay. So, uh, I, yep, I typically start at EDA Trek, as most people do. Um, but then I also, also look at, well, is there any other synergies that can go with the commander? To try to mix it up to not do what everyone else is doing that's based off EDA track or, you know, I also try to find like, oh, well, can this deck win with the commander not being there? And try to go into different avenues like that. Um, so that's kind of how I try to do my process. It's like, okay, well, this, this is cool and everyone's doing this, but how can we make it a little bit different? and add like a little pizzazz so that's what I do yeah so I'll um I'll find a commander that I'm, I'm like oh I want to build this and first I'll actually go through my bulk um see what I have and see if there's any cool synergies that might work with the commander um because then I don't have to spend money on new cards so might as well see what I have first and, and try to use that and then go online and, you know, use those resources to to figure out what other cards might work well. Because um, I honestly, if you start looking at cards, you might become inspired and you might find like hidden combos that you didn't know about before. Um, I mean, it's easy to go on and see what people have already found, um, but it's also really cool to to come up with things on your own and be like, oh, I found this really cool synergy combo that works in this deck that I built. So um, that's kind of how I do it. I'm very similar to Nat where it's, I have to find a commander that's gonna interest me in what I wanna do. And then I will look through my bulk and binders first to see if there's anything that pops out at me. And then usually I'll get probably about 70 to 80% of the deck built just from what I have and then usually go online to see like what other cards that I may not be missing. I may not go for the staples right away, but just some of the off the wall cards that you don't think about. Um, that's usually my process. Um, I've never built a commander that I've played against or have seen. I tend to build commanders that I have no input on. Um, and I try, I, I don't actually, I don't look at any lists while I'm building because then it doesn't feel mine. I want it to feel like I built it and this is like, it came from my brain and this is the most me it could be without other influence. Um, I actually have streamed a couple builds. Um, I tend to start with a commander that I like or interests me in some way and then I will, um, 
look, I'll use Scryfall first. And well, first I'll add staples, whatever color identity it is, stuff that I know can definitely go in it. And um, I'll start adding things to Moxfield that are staples. Then I'll go to Scryfall and I'll search for keywords that I want the deck to do. So if I want, um, like right now I built, I built Lulu and Far Traveler as the background. Um, they're both end step um, things, so one doesn't trigger the other. The um, it cares about something leaving the battlefield. That has to happen before the end step. So I added things like myriad. So I went to Scryfall and I searched myriad mono white and um, tried to build around that. Also, it, because things are leaving and re-entering, I cared about ETBs. So I looked for things that enter the battlefield and are mono white. Um, then I will add in whatever protection I need, whatever removal I might need. That's having a great time here. Um, and then once, I, I tend to have an overage, I'll have like a deck of like 150 cards and then I'll edit down and I will um, then search for, what the hell? Then I'll search for any possible combos that might work with what I already have without damaging the synergy that I've already built. And if there are combos that exist for it, but don't flow with my synergy, I just won't put them in. And a lot of my decks don't have combos at all because I care more that they flow well together and deal the damage they're supposed to naturally than by like, oh, here's a combo that I tutored for and I win. You know, I, I just, um, that's, I care more about that build in that way. Um, and then I might have friends take a look at it, make. Um, you know, because my friends have much more card knowledge than I do, I'll have other people lay eyes on it. What would you take out? What would you put in? Is there something better? You know, and that's where I go. Any other questions? Any other questions? Yeah. Shout it out! You know what? Screw you! Who would I like to collaborate with? Oh my gosh. I mean, everyone. <laughs> um, actually, um, I, I don't know. That's a really hard question because there are so many amazing creators out there. Um, I probably would like to, oh my, you know what, I'm gonna go last because I, I need to think, but I mean, there are some that come to mind, like Joe from Tabletop Jobs. Um, he and I are in a D&D group, so we're, we're playing together in a different avenue and not through magic, but eventually I'd like to play magic with him. Um, I'd like to collaborate with some great female creators like Olivia. Um, there's just so many. and. <sighs> It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to think of like a list, a laundry list, because I'm like constantly talking to people and, and following people and watching friends and everybody's streaming all the time and I just I want to jam with everybody. So um, I don't know. It's it's a hard question for sure, but there's there's a couple people that I haven't gotten the chance to yet um, that are top of my list, of course. So as a podcaster, I've got a spreadsheet of names of who I have either guests or interviewed or that I'm planning on contacting soon and y'all are on it even a lot of the content creators that are on here are on it 
um, looking at these two, looking at you, um, and it's it's just it's a lot to schedule. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to schedule too far out, but I also don't want to schedule too close. I don't want to reach out to too many people at once. So I usually do it in small little chunks. So there's a lot of people on my list, and it's too many to name. So there, there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, I ended up having to reschedule quite a few things this weekend because I was like, oh, I'm going to Philly. Um, <laughs> I won't be there. Um, so my, I mean, there's so many, but probably Michael Sinclair, Michael Kritz. Um, we both live in Denver. So um, we, we're already in talks to get together, but um, like, just so awesome to have people near me because I feel like in Denver I'm not near a lot of people so that's how I feel yeah so um that that'll that'll be good so um I would love to play a game with Posty um so that that would definitely be a goal of mine but um I also would love to um create content with more constructed formats um and try to get into that uh with who I don't know um I'm open to ideas and suggestions but I definitely want to play like more pioneer uh, or um popper uh anyone have any other questions I've got a question sure so as streamers and content creators, what do you feel that you bring to the Magic community? Oh man. This is gonna be like the most arrogant answer and we're gonna sound like such a D-bag. <laughs> but I have, I mean, I think what, um, what has made me grown as fast as I have is that I'm very personable and people like to watch me because I kind of say what's on my mind and I'm funny and I'm witty and I say things off the cuff and I make a game interesting where it's not just like gameplay, gameplay, snooze fast. Like a lot of people love to play magic but don't love to watch magic. And so I think to be a good content creator, you have to be a dynamic personality and in not an obnoxious way, which is why I did like jokey streamer voice because I said that I I kind of think it's funny when people don't talk like that in normal life, but then they're like, hello, welcome to my Twitch stream. Wow, we're playing Magic the Gathering. And I'm like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like pre-game talk, it was like, all right, so what are you playing today? And I'm like, okay, we're about to go live. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. And they're like, what's up? Welcome to my Twitch stream. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. It's awkward. So I don't know. I think for me, um, it's just being fun and, and really enjoying the game and I think when people see you enjoying the game it becomes watchable it becomes fun to watch um, and that that's really content it's it's not content creation is not easy it's not um, just pressing a button and playing a game and having people watch you it's it's being a personality and I don't have it in me to not be myself and I think it just comes naturally to be a personality. I'm not stage fright. I'm not stage shy. I'm just like I'm. I'm can be on whenever, and I'm like da, 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 da. I'm not afraid to make a fool of myself, and I think people find that adorable. So here I am. Uh, yeah, if you haven't um, been on my Twitch and watched the game I played with Ron and Nick over here, um, it's um, a hoot. 
especially on MTG Twitter, there can be a lot of negativity going around, and I feel like that doesn't help out new players that want to get into the game. They see that, and they're like, oh, this is intimidating. I, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be in a toxic environment. So really, my main goal is to like make it, make the EDH street uh, scene as positive as I possibly can for people, especially for those new players that are coming in. like. You want to make sure they feel welcomed and make sure that they want to play the game forever and not, you know, get deterred by sad things. Well, uh, lovely answers. Um, I'm not sure what else to add. Um, I also want to add, like, a positive experience to my stream and, you know, have everyone welcome to make sure everyone's having a good time as well as sharing you know, memories of, of food or whatever, because, you know, food bring fries. Um, but yeah, any other questions? Right here. What was that? What's your interaction or deck you played against this week? Oh, favorite interaction or deck I played with this week? Um, oh, I know my answer. That, I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> yeah, I Your dragon's deck, because he's the one who pulled the ampersand Tiamat. He yeah. wins Command Fest Billy. He wins the whole weekend. Um. Oh my gosh. Probably. So last night I had um this wild pod. It, I played the lightning round, and I. I can't remember who the commanders are even, and I'll tell you why. Because um, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm exhausted. It's the last game of the night, it was an 8 p.m. lightning round. I was like, I'm gonna play my queen deck, my group hug deck for the first time. I haven't played it this whole weekend. So I was like, I don't care if I win or lose. Like, I just wanna have fun. I wanna end the night on a positive note. And so I was like, this deck doesn't deal any damage. And literally all three other people that were randomly potted with me were like, neither do does mine. So. Um, all of us kind of had like all win cons and like nobody dealt damage like nobody attacked I think we finished the game at like 45 life each and they were like this was every single one of them was like this was the most fun game I played this whole weekend and I was like big same and that's what I love about like playing that deck and playing this game is just that like sometimes you end up in these wild games so couldn't even tell you who the commanders were at this point, but like it was the most fun game to like play for an hour straight where nobody did any attacking and it was still fun. So I played a lot of fun games this weekend, so it's hard for me to remember. But I did really like Scruff's deck that I played against. Yeah, you. Um, it was the partner partner deck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I one-shot you for 90-something damage, but, but it was still really fun. After you said partner, it triggered a memory, and I did enjoy appearing to the deck this weekend. So that was fun. That triggered me. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I like this, and I, I want to build it. Um, but it's raining. 
I know, it's called Green, and that's why I haven't built it, because I was like, nah. And it, let me tell you why I wanted to build it, because I saw an altar artist make a Lilo and Stitch version of Fear and TV, and I was like, oh, this is the only reason I want to build this, honestly. Um, but I actually played against it for the first time, and I really liked it, so. I have those Lilo and Stitch altars. <laughs> so, um, I was playing the lightning round, and um, I don't know the name of the commanders, but it's that red lizard boy from Legends. <laughs> Yes. And then um and then the and the mono white one that allows you to clip it um for Arden. free. Arden. 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 Arden, yeah. Oh, um so like we were kind of going back and forth. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. So um so he he was playing those partners and we were going back and forth because like I was swinging with my Abu deck and then he was smacking me and like it was a it was a good back and forth and I'm just like, you know what? I will accept that 16 commander damage, I will die. And so like, even though I got smacked in the face a little too hard, I thought it was really enjoyable Enjoyable because we were both going at it. Um, so yeah, uh, any other questions? Yeah. All right. Sorry, it's the podcaster interviewer and me. Um, as we all know, we're not gonna be doing content creation forever. What? <laughs> Sorry, eventually, we're all gonna stop. What do you hope to take away or that you hope your little legacy will be when you are finally done, when it, however long that may be? Well, I'm an ageless vampire, so it's probably never gonna stop. Um, actually, I fell into this by accident. Some people are like, wake up one day and they're like, you know what, I think I could do this. I'm gonna be a content creator. And I just didn't do that. Um, what happened was I started playing um, I played at my LGS, that's where I learned, that's where I played, and then when the pandemic got worse in late December, um, I'm a school teacher full-time, so uh, they told us after Christmas break we were going virtual for two weeks, and I was like, oh crap, the LGSs are going to close again, and I was like, I should figure out how to play online. So I uh, figured out Discord. Um, I'm older than I look, so that was really challenging. I fully old lady, like glasses at the tip of my nose, like, huh? you know, what's this? Pressing buttons. So I figured out Discord and I was like, what's that boop sound? Where's that coming from? Who's talking to me? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I figured out Discord. I figured out Spelltable. I started becoming more active on Twitter. And then I just fell into happy accidents where I was personal. I talked to people. People um, made connections with me and ended up inviting me to guest on streams. I guested on so many streams so chronically that people thought I was a content creator. And I was like, I'm not. I don't. I just guest. And um, I just became sort of a personality, and people started following me and asked to see more of me. So I created my own Twitch last month, and here we are. So I just fell into it. I enjoy doing it. It doesn't feel like a job to me. Um, and if it became a job, I would love that because I really it doesn't feel like work, and it's enjoyable. It's a fun hobby that I just fell into by accident. But I'm glad I did, and I'm happy to be here. I'm grateful. I'm gonna be that grandma that's like streaming on Twitch that's like, let's play magic! Hello, fellow kids! Let's go! Um, no. Um, if I leave any kind of a legacy, I guess, um, I, like I said earlier, I just want to inspire people to play magic. So if someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, you inspired me to try this out and play it, like, that is enough. Like, that's, I could 
I could be happy. Oh, I didn't answer that part. Hmm, oh, sorry. It's sorry, it's me again. Hi. <laughs> um, so the legacy part, um, I want to see more uh, women, minorities, and marginalized genders playing Magic the Gathering for a long time. It um, was white male dominated, um, which is it's fine. That's just kind of the way the history has gone. Um, but it's changing, and I think if you look at Twitter and the faces of people who are playing and active, um, but aren't getting recognition, there are a lot of female creators. There are a lot of POC. There are a lot of LGBT um, folks who are um, representing magic in a very positive way and in new ways that aren't getting the representation that is well deserved. So um, if I leave a legacy, I hope to have featured and made efforts to um, give folks a platform that haven't had an opportunity. Oh, such great answers. Um, I would also just love to leave a positive impact um, on the game. You know, I, I want everyone's goal is to have fun, have a good time, um, and we definitely should also use our platform for any charity events that um, we support of. Um, I definitely want to Im Im implement more charity streams um, in the future. Um, last weekend I did uh, Wooburg and Pride, where um, I raised funds for um, the Aikens Meta Project. Um, that was on. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, Scruffy also helped me co-host it, and um, we happened to raise $300. Um, and I thought that was amazing that um, we were able to um, do that. And so I just, I want more uh, positive impact um, in the same light as that. Um, I think I want to do charity streams like once every three months um, to kind of do more positive uh, work um, in, in that aspect for sure. Um, I think that would be October um, and I think October is um, National um, um, Addiction Awareness Month for like uh, alcohol and drugs. Um, and so I want to raise money for that because I had a family member pass away um, from drugs, and so I want to raise awareness for that. Um, so yeah. Any other questions? Are you gonna answer your own questions? <laughs> um, so one of my goals of my podcast is always to introduce um, a lot of voices that may not always get the platform they need. Yes, I bring on big content creators, but I also bring on smaller ones as well too. And I want I want people to not just know the magic personality, you know, what they do in magic, but also who they are as people as well, because I feel it's very important and not people don't get to know who some of these personalities are behind the curtain. Um, so one of my goals is always to try to introduce a lot of minorities, POCs, uh, LGBT members of the community, and I hope that I can just show you know, have that legacy that I that my children can be proud of. That you know, when whenever I'm gone, you know, years from now, that my children can come back and listen to me, hear my voice when they need to. And I hope that I can bring a positive impact to the world of magic by bringing so many people on this platform. Shannibal and I are going to do a two-man show of Hamilton after this, so if you want to stay... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Questions? We're just about winding down, folks.
so uh, get those questions in while you can. Or come up to me, I'm kind of hard to miss, and ask me later. Okay. You're overtime. Yeah, oh yeah, we are. Oh, well, we started late, all right, so like, give us the full hour, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. That's the event me. organizer in me, so. <laughs> So if that's it, let's let's all do outros then. That's it. Um, do outros? All right. Um, I have the mic, so I have the power. Um, it's just gonna be me now forever. Um, hope your butts aren't hurting yet. Um, just kidding. Um, I'm a girl named Ron. Uh, I, I can be found on all socials under that username, a girl named Ron. Um, I have a link tree to all my links. It's link tree slash haha, a girl named Ron. Wow. Um, I love 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 talking and communicating with folks. I am very active and very communicative. I always respond. Um, so I try to check every single post. I know it's overwhelming sometimes, but I don't get that many that <laughs> yet. So um, I, I'm still really, really responsive and active and I love talking to folks um, through all my platforms and I'm very active in my streams. I talk to chat all the time. So um, I'd love to see you there. Come visit. Uh, this is Zuby. Uh, do a podcast called Magic with Zuby and another podcast with Pixie Kitten Plays, Magic for Normies, and produce a D&D show called D&D for Normies. And you can find all my links under magicwithzuby.com. That's magicwithzuby.com. Uh, thank you all for the invite and great meeting you all here this weekend. And thank you again, Card Titan, for the invite, wherever Card Titan may be. <laughs> I'm Nat, Giraffe Nat on all the things. Um, you should go follow me on Twitter. I'm doing a giveaway soon because I just hit 5K. So um, you should follow me if you want to get in on that. Um, and I am also on Twitch. So yeah, come find me, follow me. Hello everyone, uh, it's your girl Shannibal. Um, you can find me anywhere on the internet. Uh, either Shannibal underscore or Shannibal with three underscores, but we all know I'm the real one. Um, and I have a Twitch stream called Warburg and Fries, where we sling some EDH. And I also have a D&D podcast called Matching the Dungeoning, where we're all planeswalkers in D&D. It's a lot of fun. But um, thank you all for coming. And I hope everyone has a lovely time at the last day here at Command Festival. Thank you all for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I loved being at Command Fest Philly. It was oh, so much. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just great. And I can't wait to go to another Command Fest. So, yeah. Thank you all for listening and watching. And thank you to my awesome uh, the other panel hosts as well, too. Uh, Nat, Shannibal, and Ron. They're all freaking awesome people. I wish I recorded the first Q&A panel we had on Friday, but I didn't think of it until Sunday. So, well, there you go. Um, thank you again for listening and watching. You all are awesome, and I appreciate each and every one of you.